I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. You're Puerto Rican? Yeah, I'm Puerto Rican. I appreciate it if we would use the term biblical. Rather than just using the word before, uh, before. Hey, yo, what's going on, everybody? This is for Christ y Cultura. Welcome back to La Sagrada Familia Part 2. Just a reminder, if you have not listened to the first part of this episode, please go back and listen to it and then come back uh, for part two. But other than that, I wanted to say one more thing. Please, if you like For Christy Cultura, please go like our Facebook and our Instagram. We do lives there. So this was all a live. Not, not a lie, a live. It was a live. And if you like our show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's it. So here we go. La Sagrada Familia, part two. See you guys later. So, um, you guys have any crazy corona apocalypse stories? Wait, let me put my mask on. Oh, yeah, actually. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. So, I had, you know, out here, I'm scared. So, as I'm walking down the street, I got my mask on. And and everybody has their mask on out here. So, everybody is, is, is looking like Sub-Zero, Scorpion. Noob Sabian, all the, yeah, get over here, and and people are making these now. So like this one was made. I, I don't know who made it actually, but I'm pretty sure she she or he washed their hands a lot because they they had to have been thinking of that as they were making. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't want to wear it anymore because they might not. I hope so. You better you you better I'm, I'm it better been off. washed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But look, no, nah, but people be like, look, like I, did, I got this other one. Look, this, is, <laughs> this one, this one is 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 origin uh, original Egyptian um, camel hair leather. What? What? <laughs> I was like, you I'm pulling saying. my leg, dog. Can you even breathe through that? <laughs> it's like denim, and uh, I know I can't breathe through it. That's not a worry. It's denim. It's like. It's somebody's overalls. Like, uh, like I don't know. Oh wow! It's, it's, it's like a really thick, like jean material. Like, like the like these jeans are ugly. Let me make them into masks. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, Kato, how's your how's your Corona apocalypse going? So my Corona apocalypse. Actually, I was sharing earlier with Sway that I tend to be like a little hypochondriac, and so I've just we've been bombarded by all these symptoms that we can get like with the corona and so earlier this week i was just thinking like i got a a slight discomfort in my throat and then i'm like automatically oh my gosh i have corona and so then i keep on thinking about it i'm like swallowing like a bunch of times trying to see if it's still there and then sometimes i feel it sometimes i don't and then all of a sudden i just like I'm going to bed and I'm like, I can't take deep breaths. And I'm like, in my head, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is Corona. (laughs) This is Corona. Yeah. This is it. This is how it feels. So then I had two days of like mini panic attacks thinking like, okay, that's it. Like, should I wait it out? Like I was just planning in my head for, for the worst. I could breathe. 
and mm. my throat feels fine. And praise God, yes. yeah, praise the Lord. Mm. But yeah, I think just being bombarded by like symptoms and just people getting sick and just mm. still having to like go to the supermarket, like you start thinking like, well, I could have gotten it at the supermarket. Like I touched <laughs> um, I touched this milk. Esta leche. Milk. <laughs> Esta leche has been infected by corona. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that was that's uh the corona apocalypse uh thought that came to mind. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like everybody's so so um suspicious of everyone else. Like oh I, I, I I went to I went to the store, right, by, by myself because I'm like, I can't take my family to the store. Like, God forbid. Like, no, I'm not going to be responsible for the catching the Rona, right? So I'm, I'm at the store, and I'm, I'm walking, and I pick up some Cheez-Its, right? I'm walking with the Cheez-Its, and this lady, she's walking. It is this lady, her husband, her two kids. They're walking. I got my mask on. I have a mask. I have the, the gloves that go up to here, and I have a hoodie on, right? So they, they look at me, and I'm like, I look at them like, I hope you're not sick. And they, but, but they're looking at me like, you you look weird. It's like 70 degrees out. It's nice. And you ain't here with a whole hoodie. But I got to protect myself because I, you feel me? I got a baby on the way and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't even wear shoes in the house no more. Oh, wow. <laughs> we leave the shoes at the door. Bro, tell yeah, me. A lot of people are doing that. Like, my dad and my, my parents, they keep on saying, like, oh, like, it lives on the shoes for, like, I don't know, I think eight days or something. And so, like, we take off our shoes outside. That's it. A- lives. I mean, check that out. Look how we're talking. About it lives. <laughs> <laughs> That's my foot right like, there. Yo, dude, that is so brave of you. You're brave. That's my foot, dog. <laughs> That's my foot right there. Say hello to my foot. Hey, yeah. Uh, Hola. Hopefully you're not infected. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Like I said earlier, like. Like, I don't know. I don't feel quarantined at all, bro. Like, for me, it's been the complete opposite. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've done life normal, except except for, like, the weekends when I'm, like, with my family. But besides that, we've been working. We've been doing the same thing. And and I go to the store all the time. I go buy food. I, like, I'm, like, so, like, whatever about it. But at the same time, cautious. You know, I I have a mask at work. (laughs) I have gloves. Pero, like, tampoco, like... You know, I ain't shielded and... and uh, It's all it's and, all funny games to get that tickle in your throat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then you can't take deep breaths. It's like... <laughs> I'm eating Taki. <talking. laughs> it's the PG version. Hey, you got the little one, too. No, I got the little one because we have, we have amazing saints that come to people's houses and give them groceries, including Taki, because they know... That flaming hot Cheetos and Takis cures the Rona. Yo, glory to Dios for that. Glory to Dios for that right there. That's that's amazing. Yo, shout out to to, to, to Operation Neighbor Care Philly um, because they're amazing, man. They're doing amazing work. <laughs> Like what you've shared about the fact that there doesn't have to be like an us versus them. Mm-hmm. That's, I don't know. Like I, I, I didn't think about that. And I feel like a lot of times I feel like I do have to take that stand. Yeah. I need to 
pick sides. Yep. I need to like just because I'm like trying to process like a way that I've been raised, like valuing family over everything. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a believer. So how do I do that as a believer yes. with other family that I also value? And so it's not an me versus them. It's not a them versus you all. It's not like mm-hmm. reconcile versus Nate about the family. No, it's like, how do I, like how... And now I guess moving forward, it's thinking about it in that way and not like there's a yeah. battle between, yes. you know? So this is literally in the air, Gato externally processing this reality. Mm. Just FYI. <laughs> that, no, that's good. That's good. And I think like, dang, like each of us have individually brought that same notion, that same idea to the table uh, when you're thinking about this, like, Mm-hmm. Whether it was because of our gang culture or our immigrant immigrant family culture, like, or whatever culture, like, we have that mentality coming in that it had to be a divide, like a, mm-hmm. a strict divide. Yeah. And and then especially like when people point those scriptures out that we just read, and and we'll talk about mm-hmm. that in a bit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There's other sides to that. Yeah. So Sway, <laughs> go ahead, bro. Yeah. So so. I forgot what I was saying, but I'm pretty sure I'm playing. Um, so, so in, in in my um in, in in my experience, for example, um, not everybody in my family are believers, right? When when I started really going hard, not everyone in my family was as well. They would come, or you know, if I invite them to a service, they might come out to a service. When they didn't, I did kind of feel like you know, like I was I was left alone at my program at school. But but as time went on. And I started getting more and more into the church and started being less and less around my family. It started getting to that us versus them type of mentality. And I'm like, I'm not I'm not going to be around you because you're smoking. I'm not going to be around you because you're you're like this. I'm not going to be around you because um, you speak this way. And and as I got older, I started seeing that those things are really, really and and and, and I'm a I'm gonna give this caveat with that. You know, if you're struggling with alcoholism, if you're struggling with drug abuse, you yeah. should probably not be around that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But 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 when but when you're ready to 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 be around family, you, they it's like it's like they're wait it's, it's it's not like they're waiting for you, but it's it is like they're waiting for you to be like, I love y'all. You know, and 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 that's what that's what family is about. It's it's even folks who who think differently, even folks who who believe in something completely different. You are to love them. You are to love your family members, even if they're Catholics and they're Papists, and you're a 1689 Baptist. Like like you need to <laughs> you need to love. Your your papist, Catholic, baby sprinkling, confession telling, Amen. believing, yeah. brother, sister, aunt, cousin, tia, tio, yes. abuela, abuelo, for real, yes. and and that's what we're called to do. We're called to love our neighbor, and yes. that and our family is also our neighbor. Yeah. Um. Yes. So we're we're called to love them. 
where you know people people aren't going to know that we're Christians because of you know whether or not we we we, we the catechism. <laughs> What'd you say? The stuff that we yep. post on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. 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 So so like it's none of what you what what you know matters as far, as far as family. Like that's your family, love them. Folks aren't going to be like, yo, he's a Christian because he knows the the Heidelberg Catechism, and he he memorized the, the whole the book of Romans, Christian, and, and and he knows the whole book of Romans like like David Platt, like like mm-hmm. no, like they they don't care about that. What they want to know is, he's a Christian because he loves me, and I'm a mess, and he still loves me, yeah. and that's and that's our cue to be like, yeah, I love you because Christ loved me. Amen. When yeah. I was when I was in rebellion, when I wasn't believing in him, yes. he loved me. And that's and that's the that's the reason how I'm able to love you because he loved me first. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So that's how we gotta navigate We gotta love folks, man. Yeah. Love yes, our that's, that's honestly like convicting because a lot of times just like you just like you get into this rabbit hole that like theology or like you're like all this knowledge that you for like we for, at least I forget like what I've been saved from and how humbling it is to think back of the fact on the fact that I do not deserve any of this knowledge or yeah. just even even being safe period and so that is where like like the overflow to love others comes from. Um, yeah so i think in reading also these these two verses and just even talking in like by like talking in bible study with just people from church i think the the thought that keeps coming back in reference to family is idolatry and i think like that is just what we naturally do as human beings like anything that's good and anything that yeah, anything that's good, we make, we abuse it and we put it in places where they're not supposed to be. And so I think when it comes to family, like I've experienced that as like, as the one being put there in that position and how that like affects like just the family dynamic. And then I've also experienced it myself in one like idolizing like the idea of family so like me myself like putting my my hope in in having that like in the future but also just like even in thinking like like they're really all i have you know and i feel like where these verses come like hit home it's like at least the, the one in Luke that I read earlier, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. It's like, it's drastic, but it's drastic because like we we tend to hold on to those things and easily put them before god like put him on top of god where he should be and that kind of just like messes up the order of everything Mm -hmm. and so i think he it needs to be drastic like that because like as sinful just people like we do that we do Mm -hmm. that with our with our 
parents we do that with and then this would even extend to like i would even say like friendships or people who are not within like the actual nu- nuclear family however that's defined yeah so like yeah and i and 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 i think and i believe that that is exactly why jesus is saying this like he's hitting on that point right there he's that's his that's his big thing his big thing and let's read it like god i would like you to read the luke passage and i'll read the matthew passage because they're they're both parallel verses but in different places but i think that the that the main point that is jesus is is why he's saying that is to check your priorities Mm-hmm. Where is your heart? Like, where are your priorities at? It's Luke chapter 14, starting in verse 26. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Uh, I'm going to read where it where it is cited, but I think the context is important. Okay, right here, verse 32, Matthew 10, verse 32. Therefore, anyone who will, anyone, everyone, sorry. Therefore, everyone who will acknowledge me before others, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I will also deny him before my Father in heaven. Don't assume that I came to bring peace on earth. I do not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against his mother, daughter-in-law against his mother-in-law, and man's enemies, and a man's enemies will be the members of his household. The one who loves a father or a mother more than me is not worthy of me. The one who loves a son or a daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever doesn't take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Anyone who finds his life will lose it. And anyone who loses his life because of me will find it. In, in, in the case of the context, like I mentioned a minute ago, people because people were becoming Christians, their families were really disowning them. And what Jesus is saying is, if you if you're going to follow me, you want to pick up your cross, like your family really might disown you. Don't turn back mm. because they disown you. Yeah. Instead, continue to follow me because I'm I'm a I, being with me is better than being mm. with a family that does not love me and would persecute you because of me. Yeah. So so that's 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 how that's what that's about so how 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 would we kind of how would we contextualize that today the the way that some of us do there's there, there's a lot of us who when we when we become christians we have family members who who will say oh he a holy roller or he a bible thumper oh he holier than now now oh he can't hang because he he a church boy he a choir boy whatever yeah you know but we shouldn't be discouraged by that instead we should continue to love Mm-hmm. Them and just continue to follow Christ. That's the big thing. Continue yeah. to follow Christ, mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not family believes in Christ yeah. and whether they persecute you for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think. I think like when when we often we often read the scripture in our own context, and 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 sometimes it's or most of the times it's always good to 
kind of step back from what we feel our experiences and say like how how would this relate to the people who are hearing this mm-hmm. and the, the the way that people who are hearing this like the people the actual people that Jesus was talking to like 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 Sway was saying like this was actually happening to them because most of the families like our families I guess we experience that in, in similar ways like for example my mom my mom and 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 like my my father's family when when my family became Christians like it was it was like a slap in the face to them because we weren't Catholic no more and it was like an offense like like how dare you kind of thing like and, and like a, like a low-key shunning in the beginning my mom has 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 shared that with me and similar to that like the Jewish culture in in which this Jesus was talking to like they were tight-knit family like hell yeah they were tight-knit pero también like they had an element of they had an em- element of re- religion tied to their mm-hmm. ethnicity just like us yeah. you know they they had they had they had that so so to follow Jesus cost them a lot more than maybe if it costs us or maybe the same as it costs us you know so it was yeah. much the words were more weighty to them more relevant to them um mm-hmm. in their context but i would like to point out a couple things all right i, I would like to point out like cuz this blew my mind and i just want to share you guys cuz I was trying to understand this verse and it makes total sense to me now because I think we use this verse wrongly and 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 I'll tell you why. So I want I want to go back to the the text real quick. So I'm going to start in chapter chapter 9 in chapter 9 verse 35. So one chapter up. So this is I'm going to read the whole thing and and kind of give comments real quick. So this is where it all starts. This is where this convo comes in. So Jesus continuing going around all the towns and villages teaching in the synagogues preaching the good news of the kingdom healing every disease and sickness when he saw the crowds he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dejected dejected mm-hmm. like sheep without a shepherd when he then okay so he saw people and he felt compassion he turned around to his homies and he was like then he saw his disciples and he said to them the harvest is abundant but the workers are few therefore pray to the lord of the harvest to send out workers into this harvest so god is i mean jesus is in front of in in front of like a whole bunch of people he's healing the sick and he feels compassion he looks at his disciples and says look The harvest is abundant, but there's not enough workers. So what does Jesus do? He does something. He summons them, he ordains them or he commissions them. Summoning the 12 disciples, he gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and heal every disease and sickness. And then so 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 he sees a problem, Jesus sees a problem. Like these people need to hear the gospel, these people are sick. There's not enough workers. I'm going to send you guys. I'm sending you disciples. So the Bible names all the disciples. Then then we're Matthew 10 chapter 5. Jesus sent out these 12 giving them instructions, right? He he tells them what to say, heal the sick, what to do when they reject them. And then this is when he starts talking about rejection right here. Uh, verse 12 greet every household when he, you enter it and if the household is worthy let the peace be on it but if it is unworthy let the peace return to you if anyone does not welcome you 
or listen to your words. Shake the dust off your feet when you leave that house or town. Truly, I tell you, I will be more tolerable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah than that town. So look, so Jesus is saying, look, there's people, the gospel needs to be heard. I'm sending you. This is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to say. This is how you're going to act. Pero just know that not everybody's going to accept you. So that's, he's already, he's already prepping you for this verse that we're going to read. He's already saying there is going to be people who ain't going to accept you. Verse 16, look, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, to be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of them because they will hand you over to the local courts and they will flog you in their synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings because of me to bear witness to them and to the Gentiles. But when they hand you over, don't worry about what you say, what you're going to speak for. You will be giving in that hour. So so look, so he's saying, he's already telling them, okay, people aren't going to accept you, but then he takes it a little step further. Not only are they going to not accept you, but they're going to hand you over. Like you're going you're gonna to go through stuff because you're my disciples, because you're doing this you're going to be flogged. You're going to be beaten up. And and later on, we know that most of the disciples were killed because of this. So so look, so you see where, where Jesus is going with this? So he, he keeps going. They will hand you over, but then he brings it even, brings that, that idea even closer. Verse 21, brother will betray a brother to death and a father with his child. Children will rise up against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of my name. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to another. So, so, so he's bringing it more closer to home. So not only the towns that you go, the people that you go, but... But your family now, like your own household. Yeah, your own household. Because of this, there is a cost. There is a cost of of being my disciple. And then and then and then so he's warning them. Uh, verse 26, therefore don't be afraid of them, since there is nothing covered that won't be uncovered, and nothing hidden that won't be made known. When I tell you in the dark, speak in the light, what you hear in a whisper proclaim on the housetops do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul rather fear him fear him who is able to destroy both body and soul in hell so jesus is prepping them look like i'm sending you on a mission but the mission is not going to be easy you're going to be flogged you're going to be persecuted people aren't going to like you your own family's not going to like you and then he says, therefore, anyone who will acknowledge me before others, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I will also deny him before my Father in heaven. Don't assume that I come bring to, to bring peace on earth. I do not come to bring peace, but a sword. And that's when he quotes that part. So that's the context. The context of this is Jesus is sending his disciples out into the world but he's warning them so isn't that what we do right when, when to our own children to our own people that we care about like if we send them to do something important don't we also like if we know there's going to be trouble don't we warn them that there's going to yeah. be trouble 
And this is what Jesus is doing. So, so he isn't, he isn't technically saying like, this is like bringing a sword between you and your family and the family of Christ. He's no, he's actually just warning you that people aren't going to like you. That's the big idea mm -hmm. that people aren't going to accept you. Why? Because you follow him. And if they crucified Jesus, what do you think they're going to do to you? Mm -hmm. yeah. That's the big idea. Yeah. So the big idea isn't necessarily about, you know, mothers betraying fathers, but it is the big idea is that Jesus is warning us after commissioning us as his people. He's saying, look, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be rainbows and butterflies. There is going to be, there is going to be tension. There is going to be stuff that happens because you're my disciple. So yeah, I went on a rant. The principle is like, Go expect, ahead. expect this. Right, Don't let only, it catch you by surprise. But yes, and, and but, but within all that negativity, right? He also makes sure that his disciples know that he is more worth it. Yes. He is worth it. Mm -hmm. So there's that there's the positive aspect. The negative aspect is like like this stuff is 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 good. This stuff might go down, but the on but on the on the other side of it is eternity with God. I think it goes back to I feel like when we are this that verse and like your 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 explanation of it, just like speaking more on the context helps us get out of our, our like our own circles and think broader and it's like i guess for me thinking like it's not it's not about the tension i have here at home like this is a, a bigger this is a bigger reality like yeah i just feel like like i was sharing earlier a lot of times it tends to feel like it's a battle between like my family and myself or my family and like my family at church but And I feel like in essence, like the, the gospel does bring that tension just because like you are, there's times where you do have to choose like, at least for me to like go to church, then stay home, you know? And yeah, I mean, little things like that. Cause yeah. So I think it just like puts it in like a broader, it's like a bigger picture we are going to want like our tendency will be to seek comfort and safety and possibly neglect like betray our our faith like that's a not betray our faith but just like turn turn our backs to it for like in order to to be comfortable and not have to deal with the tension Yeah. But what we gain despite the tension is greater than that mm -hmm. this temporary tension that we're feeling here. Like the greater, like what we're what, what we're getting in the end is greater, and it's yeah. worth it. Mm -hmm. um, Everything is rubble. I I think the comforting part for me is that Jesus, even though he's warning his disciples that people aren't going to like him, and people are going to do all these horrible things from them, and people are going to turn their backs from them. Like he's saying, like I'm with you. Like even when, even if they bring you in front of everybody, in front of governors, and you're flogged, he's saying, like don't even think, don't even think of what you're gonna say, because I'm gonna give you that. So he's promising yeah. comfort between the discomfort. He's yeah. he's he's giving you these things. Like that's very comforting for me, because yeah, 
you know, our lives might not be so dramaticas like 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 the apostles. You know, we're not getting freaking flogged, going in front of like governors and having to you know deny our faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, pero like we all experience little things in our lives, the tensions. So I think what the verse ta- speaks about. I don't think that the verse is, is saying necessarily that there is going to be a tension between your family. More, more so, if there is a tension, it should be expected. So, so there's a difference, you know. The, the scripture is not saying there is there is a divide. There is a tension between your, me and your family. But he, no, he's not saying that. He's saying uh, if there is. Like, don't be surprised by it. Yes. Like, don't be surprised by it. You know, this is going to happen. I told you this was going to happen. And I'm yeah. here for you when this happens. Mm-hmm. So. That's really confident. Yeah. To take it to a practical, I guess we're, this is where, like, we actually put theology for your back pocket. To bring it to the practical level, like, okay, big idea. We get it. But how do we, how do we practically work through these things and do these things? Number one, I would say it's a lot of trial and error. I don't think there's a black and white answer. Like, the Bible doesn't give you, pues, if your parents do this or say this, then you should respond this way. Or if, you're, if your wife says this, then you should, you know, it's, it's a lot of wisdom that comes with your walk in Christ. But a, a couple things you got to keep in mind. Number one, that the Bible doesn't contradict each other. So the demands for loving your neighbor and loving your enemy are always there. Pero también the demands that the price of the price of, of following Jesus is all is there too. So so you have to work that out, and and it takes wisdom. Like sometimes you are going to have to say no to things at church. Because church does not equate God. Church activity does not equate God. Yeah. That's real good, yeah. But at the same time, there is times where you're going to have to say no to your family for for whatever reason. It could be a church activity. It could be. It doesn't have to be, but it could be. Or it could be like, yo, I've been, I've been discipling this dude. Like, he's coming to church. Um, he wants to come to church and I just need to spend time with him because, you know, whatever, you're doing work for the kingdom, you know? So it it is times where you have to not abandon, but just, look, I got to do this thing and this is a priority. I'll come back to my my other things, you know? Yeah, I think of like steward, I think the word stewardship too, like, as, and before that, like the fact that we have god telling us in scripture to like if anyone lacks wisdom to like go and go to him and ask and so in this conversation i feel like because it's not black and white it's very gray and it's very unique to each individual like knowing that we can go to god and ask him for wisdom and ask him for help in in doing this like finding that balance and knowing how to like what this responsibility look like for our birth family and our church, our, our spiritual family, um, mm-hmm. and even how to like explore of, of both. Sway, any any um, practical theology for your back pocket, bro? Summarize yeah, and apply. Yes, love your neighbor, including your family, your family neighbor, as yourself, and that's in all parts of life. That way, 
that kind of helps you smooth out that the whole tension between church and family. If you love your if you, if you love your your mom, if you love your sister, your brother, you're gonna be there for them when they need you. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And at the same time, if you love your family at church, you're gonna be there when you when they need you. Mm -hmm. You know, love. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a big thing for me, man. Love. And sometimes love isn't all lovey dovey. It, and sometimes mm -hmm. love doesn't mean like when we define love, we got to define love of what it really is. What love is, is, is what Jesus did. It's sacrificial. It's not infatuation. It's not feelings. It's not power structures. It's not. It's literally, I think we got to define love, you know, because love isn't yeah. always pretty. Like what we're saying mm -hmm. is like, you just have to put up a front in front of everybody and like be at peace with everybody and make everybody happy. Like that is not love. You know, love, love, love in the in the in the John 13, 34 to 35 sense where where Jesus is telling his disciples like love like like a new commandment I give you, right? That, that that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should love one another. And understanding that that how Christ loved his disciples was in a sacrificial way, in a way that 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 thought of them before thinking about himself. He washed their feet. He 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 provided their, their dinner. He provided the he provided his body for for their sins and for our sins, mm. right? So so that's the sacrifice. That's the love I'm talking about. So there is a certain kind of love. There's a certain kind of bond that should be even greater for mm -hmm. the the people who of the household of faith. Just like uh, Paul said it, you know, we should love we should love everybody, but he says especially especially those of the household of, of faith. Um, yeah. Do good to everybody, especially... Yeah, see? Uh-huh. Yeah. See? Uh -huh. So so it, it's like levels to this, like... This, yeah, 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 this is, this sure. is crazy. For sure. But, for uh, sure. Thank you guys for listening to another episode and staying for this two-hour-long conversation of For Christ y Cultura. Uh, Shout-out to everybody that tuned in. Yes. Yeah, man, and, and and don't forget to follow us on the gram at Christ, for Christy Cultura podcast, and don't forget to like the the for Christy Cultura podcast on Facebook, and and yeah, share this and watch out for the next one. Shout out to Caro who made this dope background, by the way. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So yeah, that's it. All right, so we'll leave you guys with the, with with a song, with a song, and it's 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 about the coronavirus. So, hey, someone requested that. Who was it? Yeah. Could you guys hear it? I could hear it. Okay. For Crazy Cultura, peace out. Could never be fascist somebody trying to race to the classes if you see him with the math is the numbers are drastic cash rules everything's around in the casket wuhan to houston corona in transit i'm watching all the news i really feel like i had it came back from vegas fully wrapped in a hazmat holding in the cough don't want nobody to have it hydroxychloroquine plus to see you come blasting ah but something got me thinking this is different political economic right from the district shelves are clearing arm stocks diving by the second there's a recipe to garner madness through method divide and conquer requires a sponsor i 
waiting on the words from the father Social distance is the medicine I've been listening I just packed the bag Something in my spirit quickening Yeah, I hear this is bioterrorism From another government It's a means of backlash against ours, you know I mean, I don't know Christ might be coming back again Better look to the sky Cause it's crazy out here in these streets <laughs> Cause no one's out here in these streets I'ma tell, tell you the truth, but it's kinda L. I was out here elevating, got a call and mama fell. Broke a shoulder, plus she needs your hips fixed, it's kinda real. Driven the Corona, sent her home with perks and Benadryl. I wish that I could tell you that it's been a thrill. Been binge watching Dave Ramsey just for the feels of hope. My finances been straight, but I'm trying to.